Hey guys, and welcome back to the Locked On Rockies podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today was opening day for the Colorado Rockies here at Coors Field. And if you are from Denver, you know opening day is a holiday in Colorado, especially when it's as nice out as it was today. Last year, it was like one of the coldest days, coldest opening days in recorded history. And so we were blessed this year to have a very nice sunny opening day. The LA Dodgers came into town and really gave the Rockies a run for their money. The Dodgers being probably the highest producers in the league right now at at the plate versus the Rockies who have had a struggle at the plate thus far to produce offensively. Lots of news coming out from the Rockies today here at Coors Field, not to mention just how crazy it is down here right now. And watching the fans and what they do on opening day is half the fun of opening day. It is very little of watching baseball and a lot more of watching people. Just the crazy things that you see in the stadium are hilarious. On Rocky's Twitter, there was someone who was tweeting about a scavenger hunt on opening day and the things to find. And you could include a girl puking in in an alleyway, you know, double fisting beers, um, weed in the bathroom, weed on the street, weed weed everywhere. It's Denver. You know, that's, that's what Denver's about, I guess. But it was definitely a, a interesting opening day aside from the baseball that you got to see. As far as baseball goes, it was pretty much what to expect, what you expected from a Rockies uh, opening day after what they did on the road so far. Unfortunately, my thought process was, oh, they're going to start hitting the ball a lot harder here at Coors Field because they're home and they finally are going to get the, that ball popping off the bat, and that wasn't really the case for the majority of the game. For the first few innings, it was pretty quiet for both teams until around the third, where the Dodgers get, bring in a run, and the Rockies come back, come back at them and bring in their own run as well. But the Dodgers then go the next four consecutive innings bringing in runs. In the fourth, they score a run. In the fifth, they score four runs. And then in the sixth, they score another run. In the seventh, they score two runs where the Rockies finally um, give them their little rebuttal of three runs back. So at that point, the Rockies are actually down nine to four at that point and kind of looking like that's probably the end score for for the game. But then in the ninth inning, the bottom of the ninth, the Rockies come back and score another two runs and try to give a late push there. Uh, there was a couple of interesting things that happened in those late innings, including an injury to Ryan McMahon, where he was ran into at first baseline, and he actually underwent an, R- an MRI after the game to check that check his elbow out. As far as the starting pitching went, I would say Tyler Anderson, for the majority of the game, gave the Rockies a good start until those late innings where he started giving up a few more runs. He gave them what you expect from a starting pitcher, which is a decent start, but you actually have to produce at the plate. You can't just expect your starting pitcher to do everything. And that's kind of what it looked like in those late, uh, in those initial innings, like it was going to be. He definitely struggled to stay ahead of the count. It was unable to keep the ball away from the middle of the plate for the later part of those innings, kind of after the third where they got him on a couple of big hits. The fifth inning was definitely where he broke down the most. He gave up a walk to Kike Hernandez, then a single to Corey Seager, and then Justin Turner proceeded to get an RBI double on his first pitch at bat. It was a pretty rough inning for Tyler Anderson. 
he left the, the game at that point with uh, four innings pitched, six al- allowing six runs off of nine hits and three walks. He's definitely struggled in his first two starts. Again, there's only two two starts, but they haven't been as great as I think fans expected from Tyler Anderson. Now, we, before we get into the Rockies' offense and their continued struggles at the plate, let's just talk about a few of the other big news, big things that came out of the game today. Um, the Rockies agreed to a minor league contract with Jorge de la Rosa, a previous pitcher, pitcher for the Rockies. He pitched for the Rockies in 2008 to 2016, and he was a leader in both strikeouts and wins at that time. He's currently participating in the extended spring training in Arizona, and over the last few years, he's kind of bounced around different clubs, including Arizona and the Chicago Cubs, and now returning to his home, I would call it, the Rockies. This is a big deal for the Colorado Rockies because De La Rosa was an iconic figure, an iconic pitcher for them during those years. Hopefully he will bring that extra spark to the starting rotation at the very least, helping them as far as having a veteran into that starting rotation as that they are fairly young. This was a pretty good move by the Rockies front office, seeing as De La Rosa was pretty low cost and low risk, but really high potential, um, really high reward potentially there having De La Rosa there to stabilize the pitching moving forward this season. Not only that, but the Rockies officially announced, which I had confirmed on Twitter a few days ago after speaking with my contacts, um, they officially announced that Herman Marquez has agreed to a five-year deal with them. And tomorrow he has a press conference with, with media members that you guys can check out on Twitter. So before we move into the Rockies' offense and their continued struggles at the plate, let's talk about Blue Chew. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. That's right, not on the field, in bed. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as the pill. So you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the U.S. and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code MLB. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code MLB to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring our podcast. After that disappointing loss to the Dodgers today at opening day, Tomorrow, the Rockies face potentially their toughest matchup pitching-wise in Walker Bueller, who faced the Rockies last time at Dodger Stadium in Game 163 to end and kind of finalize that the Dodgers would win the division last year. He tossed 6.2 innings in that game, and they were completely scoreless, striking out three batters and earning the win in the Dodgers' victory, 5-2 to two victory over the Rockies in that NL West tiebreaker. In his 10 career games against Colorado, he has gone 1-1 one one with a 3.14 ERA while posting a 
0.05 whip and limiting the Rockies batters to an 0.197 average. At Coors Field, though, he's gone 0-1 with a 4.0 ERA, striking out 15 batters against six walks and posting a 1.33 whip. That being said, Bueller has been very good. This year, he has struggled. He has one start so far this season against the Diamondbacks, and it was probably not his best start ever. It was his shortest start in his career, only tossing for three innings and allowing five earned runs on five hits. He didn't strike out a single batter in that game, and so he's definitely going to come out tomorrow looking to strike out the Rockies and get back to his regular routine. Walker Bueller is potentially the best pitcher in the NL the Rockies are gonna have to produce off the bat more than ever. For the Rockies, the pitcher John Gray will be starting tomorrow and Gray definitely had a tough season last year. Versus LA, he's gone three and four with a 4.7 ERA. And in his last start against Miami, the Rockies ended up losing three to zero, allowing three runs on five hits with one walk and 10 strikeouts. He had a pretty good game that game. I would say what happened was the lack of production off the bat more than anything. Should be a good game, probably the most important game of this series, just to be able to see John Gray come back, come out and pitch strong against a a very, very aggressive offensive team. In their first seven games of the season, the Rockies have hit two home runs, and today they hit three. David Dahl hit his first home run of the season, while Trevor Story logged his first multi-homer of this season as well. I would expect to see that, hopefully that continues to push the Rockies tomorrow in their start against Walker Buehler. I would expect to see David Dalkin continue to be productive at the plate. He has had a hit in six of his eight games so far, batting 300 with three runs, two doubles, one triple, and one home run, and four RBIs. So definitely continue to keep an eye out at David on David Dahl for the rest of the season. That's going to do it for us on this episode of the Locked On Rockies podcast on your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.